I'm Marnie Hughes, and this is Missing on News Nation. Each week, we focus on a missing person case from across the country, taking you behind the headlines. Every missing person matters, no matter their background or past, race or circumstances. They're missed by their family, their friends, their community, and sometimes by complete strangers. It's our mission to bring these cases to light with the hope of finding answers and sometimes offering closure. And maybe you can help us solve some of these mysteries too. This is Missing. You know, the old Christmas carol, bells will be ringing. Well, that song always reminds me of her. Every time I hear that song, in fact, I would call her. When I'd hear it on the radio, I would call her up and say, Aunt Barbara Ann, our song is on. Christmases in Louisiana have been much bluer since Suzanne Honeycutt's beloved Aunt Barbara disappeared. First and foremost, she loved God. A very, very good, strong woman of faith. Loved her children and her family. Suzanne says her aunt was the type of woman who raised her family with high standards. Raised them up to be taxpaying, law-abiding citizens and, you know, to pay your bills and do the right thing, you know, and work hard. On top of that, she maintained many hobbies like teaching Bible study, gardening, and raising cattle. Hauling five pound buckets of, of feed to the cows. She was a strong lady overall. It's one of the many reasons her family still can't wrap their head around how Barbara could be missing for 15 years now. That day was shock, disbelief. May 2nd, 2008, Barbara had planned to take advantage of beautiful weather by cleaning and organizing her kitchen. On her way to work, Barbara's daughter stops by the house in the morning. She saw her mom, said, okay, I'll, I'll check in with you later. I'll call you later. But just hours later, no one could reach Barbara. And when a family member went to the home, they knew something was wrong. The door was left open six to 10 inches and her cordless home phone was out on the carport. Nothing was gone but her. Police responded right away. There was no signs of forced entry, no signs inside the residence of any kind of struggle. At the same time, Major Ben Bourgeois and Sheriff Jason Ard say police were already investigating another suspicious call. Someone saw Barbara's silver Toyota parked in the woods off of a hunting club road. For a clean, well-maintained vehicle like that to be parked off into the woods on a hunting club road was just uh, very suspicious and out of place. Her keys were found lying in the gravel road beside the car. But by the time police were able to get a tow truck to bring her vehicle in for investigation, a downpour of rain compromised the evidence. There was an inch of water in the floorboard of the vehicle. That's how much rain had came just in that few hours there. Police found Barbara's home undisturbed. Among her belongings left were her glasses, cell phone, and even her guns. When they took her or when they lured her away, it was for her and for no one else. The only sign of a possible struggle was out in the carport. Her cordless landline phone was found on the ground with the batteries out. Police say it's hard to link that to any foul play. She was known to where if she went outside or something, she would bring that cordless phone outside. And with the storm that come through, it could have easily been blown over. She could have dropped it out of being startled. She could have dropped it 
out of a struggle. We don't really know. The Livingston Parish Sheriff's Office poured over Barbara's cell phone and landline records and found nothing out of the ordinary. There's another tip they received in recent years they've ruled out. A couple from Alabama came forward saying they believe they saw Barbara where her car was found in 2008. They claim she was speaking with a man in a pickup truck. Investigators looked into this and believe the couple actually saw a witness who found Barbara's vehicle. We have talked to the ones that were assisting with locating the vehicle, and we believe that that is the same person that they saw whenever they were passing going to Alabama. But police say just within the last few months, they have a new lead in the case. We just want to stick to the facts, but I think we're also going to solve it. Barbara's niece holds the same hope. I have a really good feeling. In Psalms 27, 14, it says, take courage and wait upon the Lord. And just because whoever did this doesn't feel guilty about it, doesn't mean that it didn't happen. It doesn't mean that we're going to give up. It doesn't mean that you're doing right because you know what you did. You're going to have to answer to God one day. And I'm speaking to, they know exactly who I'm speaking to. I mean, I believe that she was murdered. That's an obvious to us. That's just uh, how it was done, who did it. For the family, the years of not knowing what happened to Barbara has taken its toll. Honeycutt says her mother, who is Barbara's sister, now has dementia. But she still remembers her sister is missing. I want to thank News Nation for airing Barbara's story. We have waited a long time for answers. And as of yet, we have none, but we're still praying that God will give us peace and let us understand and know what happened to her. She was a loving sister and we were very close. We have never given up hope and we never will. Now, it's your opportunity to get involved. During our After the Show, we share the extended interviews and your questions, all in an effort to bring the missing home. In this week's case, we head to Holden, Louisiana. It's a tight-knit rural community 40 minutes east of Baton Rouge. Barbara Blount was 58 years old when she vanished from her sprawling country home. Since then, she has been legally declared dead, but her family still has no idea what happened to her. And today, police say they think they are closer than ever to finding out that answer for her family and getting justice for Barbara. Here now is Kelly Beeson with Barbara's case. Bells will be ringing. You know, the old Christmas carol, bells will be ringing. Well, that song always reminds me of her. Every time I hear that song, in fact, I would call her when I'd hear it on the radio. I would call her up and say, Aunt Barbara Ann, our song is on. Christmases in Louisiana have been much bluer since Suzanne Honeycutt's beloved Aunt Barbara disappeared. First and foremost, she loved God. A very, very good, strong woman of faith. Loved her children and her family. Suzanne says her aunt was the type of woman who raised her family with high standards. Raise them up to be tax-paying, law-abiding citizens and, you know, to pay your bills and do the right thing, you know, and work hard. On top of that, she maintained many hobbies like teaching Bible study, gardening, and raising cattle. Hauling five-pound buckets of, of feed to the cows. She was a strong lady overall. It's one of the many reasons her family still can't wrap their head around how Barbara could be missing for 15 years. 
years now. That day was shock, disbelief. May 2nd, 2008, Barbara had planned to take advantage of beautiful weather by cleaning and organizing her kitchen. On her way to work, Barbara's daughter stops by the house in the morning. She saw her mom, said, okay, I'll, I'll check in with you later. I'll call you later. But just hours later, no one could reach Barbara. And when a family member went to the home, they knew something was wrong. The door was left open six to ten inches, and her cordless home phone was out on the carport. Nothing was gone but her. Police responded right away. There was no signs of forced entry, no signs inside the residence of any kind of struggle. At the same time, Major Ben Bourgeois and Sheriff Jason Ard say police were already investigating another suspicious call. Someone saw Barbara's silver Toyota parked in the woods off of a hunting club road. For a clean, well-maintained vehicle like that to be parked off into the woods on a hunting club road was just uh, very suspicious and out of place. Her keys were found lying in the gravel road beside the car. But by the time police were able to get a tow truck to bring her vehicle in for investigation, a downpour of rain compromised the evidence. There was an inch of water in the floorboard of the vehicle. That's how much rain had came just in that few hours there. Police found Barbara's home undisturbed. Among her belongings left were her glasses, cell phone, and even her guns. When they took her or when they lured her away, it was for her and for no one else. The only sign of a possible struggle was out in the carport. Her cordless landline phone was found on the ground with the batteries out. Police say it's hard to link that to any foul play. She was known to where if she went outside or something, she would bring that cordless phone outside. And with the storm that come through, it could have easily been blown over. She could have dropped it out of being startled. She could have dropped it out of a struggle. We don't really know. The Livingston Parish Sheriff's Office pulled over Barbara's cell phone and landline records and found nothing out of the ordinary. There's another tip they received in recent years they've ruled out. A couple from Alabama came forward saying they believe they saw Barbara where her car was found in 2008. They claimed she was speaking with a man in a pickup truck. Investigators looked into this and believe the couple actually saw a witness who found Barbara's vehicle. We have talked to the ones that were assisting with locating the vehicle and we believe that that is the same person that they saw whenever they were passing going to Alabama. But police say just within the last few months, they have a new lead in the case. We just want to stick to the facts, but I think we're also going to solve it. Barbara's niece holds the same hope. I have a really good feeling. In Psalms 27, 14, it says, take courage and wait upon the Lord. And just because whoever did this doesn't feel guilty about it, doesn't mean that it didn't happen. It doesn't mean that we're gonna give up. It doesn't mean that you're doing right because you know what you did. You're gonna have to answer to God one day. And I'm speaking to, they know exactly who I'm speaking to. I mean, I believe that she was murdered. That's an obvious to us. That's just uh, how it was done, who did it. For the family, the years of not knowing what happened to Barbara has taken its toll. Honeycutt says her mother, who is Barbara's sister, now has dementia, but she still remembers her sister is missing. I want to thank News Nation for airing Barbara's story. We have waited a long time for answers. And as of yet, we have none, but we're still praying that God will give us peace and let us understand and know what happened to her. She was a loving sister and we were very close. We have never given up hope and we never will. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Barbara lost her husband in 2004 in a horrific train accident. His tanker truck was hit by a freight train, resulting in a terrible explosion, killing Barbara's husband along with the train engineer and conductor. The family says lawsuits followed that crash. Her niece, Honeycutt, says that she's asked for police to investigate if there is, in fact, any connection with her aunt's disappearance and that tragic crash. Joining me now to talk more about the case is Livingston Parish Sheriff Jason Ard and Major Ben Bourgeois. To you both, thank you so much for your focus on this case and for giving us some of your time uh, today. I want to start with you, Sheriff. You have said that this is one of those cases that it just sticks with you. Why is that about Barbara's disappearance? Well, one of the main reasons it sticks with me is because I've been here 30 years and uh, this is the only unsolved case that I have I've been involved in. And so, uh, you know, the last 12 I've been the sheriff and this this case just it just it doesn't ever leave my mind. Like I'll constantly think about it. Uh, we get a lot of tips and we appreciate those tips and those tips are are just things that uh keeps us it keeps us this case alive. And uh, we don't want to stop until we get this thing solved. And I want to see this family get their peace and get their closure. And, and you know, me and Major Bourgeois has personally went out and, and worked these, uh, these, these leads. And, and sometimes it, it's, there's a lot of theories that come with these cases. And just because that theory is there uh, doesn't mean that we don't look at it. And sometimes we take those theories all the way to the end where you know, it's really not there, but that doesn't mean that we, we push it out. It's still in the back of our minds. And, and we try to focus on that kind of thing. And again, this case has uh, not only bothered me, but I know Major Bourgeois has worked his entire career uh, in investigations just about it. And this Barbara Blunt case is just something that both of us, uh, we talk about all the time. This is a common thing at the office. This investigation has never died and it will not until it is solved. Major, I'll bring you in here. 15 years is a long time for a case to go unsolved. It's part of the reason uh, that you both are so focused on getting the answers for this family and for your community. But what are the challenges with this much time that has passed and so little evidence for you all to investigate? Well, you just you can only go, like you said, off of, off of the tips that we receive and information that's given to us. Um, one of the challenges is being so old it's it's a lot of times it's not seen every day you know the word's not out there doing what y'all doing it does help us because it gets it back out gets it fresh in people's minds um just the time that's lapsed you know some people want to maybe try to put it to the side but but we're not going to do that we're going to keep moving forward on any any tips or any uh evidence that comes forward sheriff we're looking at barbara's kitchen that day Take us through what you all saw when investigators got there, and was it initially treated as a crime scene? 
Uh, it was absolutely treated as a, as a crime scene. Uh, we had a lot of unanswered, unanswered questions, but we obviously she was doing uh, some type of spring cleaning. She had pots and stuff she had pulled out of the cabinets. Uh, nothing was really out of the ordinary. The only thing that we came across at her home that made it seem like that maybe there could have been a possible struggle was her cell phone that was outside and the battery was out of it. So obviously it is it had failed. We don't know if it did that because of the wind and rain that came or did she do that because she was startled? Did she do that because she was in a struggle? So that's really the only thing, piece of evidence we had. Everything else was just normal and it was overly clean. You know, did this uh, person lure her out her home? And that's why we had little or no, you know, DNA evidence. It, it, so there was a lot of questions there. And at the end of the day, you know, everything that day just seemed like it was going against us. You know, just like that when we found the car, we get over there and in a matter of time, you know, this thunderstorm comes in and the rain comes up. And by the time we get this thing hooked up and onto a record, it is uh, got it has one inch of water already inside the vehicle. So everything just seemed to be going against us. But, you know, obviously we didn't stop. And in here we are 15 later, 15 years later, still doing what we can to try to solve this case and asking people, you know, for these tips. And look, it don't matter what it is. If you remember something, uh, please call us. And even if you've told us something before and you feel like maybe, well, maybe you didn't follow up on it, call us again. And we can tell you, yeah, we did follow up on it or, or you know what, maybe we didn't. Uh, but I know that when we get those tips, we, we take this very seriously and we are after the same thing as families after we need this solved we need closure and we need to make sure that we bring peace to this family it's hard not to speculate but if barbara was lured away and you you both think in fact that she was murdered have you thought about the why i mean what would be someone's motive to lure away this bible study teacher someone who loved her family i mean what would be the reason that she would even be a target is that something that you all have discussed as you investigate we have discussed that, uh, and that's one of the problems that we have. You know, we don't know the reason why. Um, if we had had that reason, I think we would definitely uh, be a lot further along than where we are today. And that's why we came up with a lot of theories of what could have happened, and, and that's kind of where we're at. What's the most likely theory, Sheriff, that you have laid out in this case? Uh, I believe that she was absolutely um, lured away from her home, whether she was forced or not. I mean, she may have not, I, I understand she was a very uh, a healthy lady for her age. She was very active. And I think that she could even somewhat take care of herself. I think that she was a absolutely lured away from that home, whether it was uh, by gunpoint or maybe uh, it was more than one person. And we just believe that's what happened. And uh, we just need to find out what the motive was. We have some speculations. We have some things that we believe that we know that happened that we can't disclose, but we also know that that's without a doubt, that's what happened. She's not the type just to disappear, not call her family, not, um, you know, check in. I mean, we know that something happened to this lady and it was not good in nature. Yeah, it's, it's haunting. And as we look at some of these old it pictures is. of her, you know, it stands out to me when I listen to her niece uh, talk to our producers that they seem to be speaking, at least that niece did, to someone. She seems to be speaking directly to somebody she thinks is involved. Is there anything you can share about her inclination that a person of interest may be watching or knowing that this case is, is getting closer to being solved? I think the person of interest is absolutely watching and they need to know that we are close to getting them and we're going to do it eventually.
it's just uh, it takes a little time, but we have uh, we have gotten uh, quite a few breaks in this case that is leading us in different directions. Uh, but we we feel like that we're a little bit more solid today than we were 15 years ago. And do you believe at this point you're looking for one person or are multiple people involved? I think it's multiple people. I don't know what Major Bourgeois and I has talked about this. I don't think this is a one person thing. I think it's more than one. And any connection to what the family considered a tragic event, the loss of her husband, this explosion and train crash? We, we've looked into that um, from the information that we've received from the crash and the lawsuits and things. But, I mean, that's not a, that's not a direct direction. And, again, like he said earlier, I think in the uh, previous interviews we did, we're open for, for anything, for any suggestions, any information that we can get to lead us in a in a positive direction we'll take that information um so just keep them coming yeah and i think it's important it's important that people know also we haven't ruled out that theory uh, we've looked at it and we're going to keep that open uh, so there there's other theories as well and we don't want to rule anything out because at the end of the day uh, we want to make sure that we continue to follow that because again i think it's going to be you know more than one person involved in this mm-hmm when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you could say anything to the person or people responsible for Barbara's disappearance and ultimately her death, your message to them, uh, Sheriff, now would be what? Uh, look, they know what they did. And, uh, and just because you think you might have got away with something, know that you haven't. And we're not going to stop. We're not going to rest until we get you and bring you to justice. And it's going to happen sooner or later. Major, talk about your community, uh, the area in Holden and, and, and really this this rural spot where so many people call home. How has Barbara's disappearance, even 15 years later, impacted people? Is it still something that concerns people, worries them, that they still talk about? Yes, ma'am. Any Anytime Barbara Bunt's name's mentioned around the Holden community, it's uh, pe people recognize that that's a, that was a good Christian lady, you know, and she was very much into the community, into her church, her family, her farming, um, she was she was a strong lady, as the sheriff said, take care of herself. She had uh, farm animals that she took care of by herself. And the community, I think, is, is still uh, got their got their guard up somewhat um, in that area just because of this from 15 years ago. We see video of you two outside of her house. Tips are still pouring in. I'm curious, how large is your department? Are you the two primarily working on this case because you're so passionate about it? And what types of resources have you been able to deploy? Well, we have actually 358 deputies that work at the sheriff's office, and uh, we have a pretty good-sized investigation team, and uh, we have a lot of resources that are working on it. And uh, Ben Bourgeois and I have, have just uh, really taken this one to heart. We kind of uh, have this, uh, we've kind of just got a little bit emotionally involved in this case, and we want to make sure we bring it to a uh, to an end. And so me, he and I just have always been in the forefront of this case, and but we have a lot of other investigators that are working on it as well with us. How closely are you in communication with Barbara's family still now? 
I speak to uh, her family or a, a family member of the family, whether it be the niece, uh, the daughter, the son, or the, the sister, Miss Sarah, at least once, twice a month. What happened to her house after she disappeared? Was she living there alone? At the time of her disappearance, yes, she was living there alone. Since then, her son has moved into the residence. Okay, and all of the family members have been questioned. Have all family members been cleared of any wrongdoing? Uh, all, all the family members have been questioned. Um, and at this point, we, we, we don't want to get too much into the investigation, but um, we're still looking into to everything. So, Finally, Sheriff, I'll give you the, the last word here. Your message to the public, um, because tips are still coming in, and it's just going to take that one tip, that final piece of the puzzle for you guys to solve and crack this case. Um, what should people be considering when they're thinking back 15 years ago that could help you? Uh, any information would help us. Uh, and, and we find in, in, in crime, sometimes people think, well, I know about this, but it's kind of so small and they're really busy. They probably don't really want to look at that. That's not true. We want every piece of evidence you think you have. I don't care what, if it's a suspicion or if it's something, something maybe that somebody said and you overheard a conversation. Those are That's important to us because, again, we have all these pieces of this puzzle uh, and some of them are missing. And they may actually hold that key piece that solves this, that actually can help us put this whole entire puzzle together. Uh, so it's very important that the citizens know that, look, we take this serious. We need your help. We're only as good as the information we receive. And so we need your help in this case. Uh, we feel like we have some good evidence and it's leading us in a, in a right direction. But you may actually hold some pieces that actually will help us come together and solve this even quicker. Yeah, and I encourage everyone who has seen this story now to share it with those you know who are in your circle so we can continue to get the word out. The number to call is what, Sheriff, if people have tips? 225-686-2241, uh, and you can ask for an investigative division, and they'll put you to. The Livingston Parish Sheriff's Office, uh, Sheriff Jason Ard and Major Ben Bourgeois, to you both, uh, I applaud uh, what you're doing. Uh, many of the cold cases don't get the attention they deserve, and that's certainly not the case in Barbara's disappearance. So thank you both. Uh, our best as you continue to investigate, and I hope the next time we talk, uh, you have someone in custody and there is closure for this family. Thank, thank you. you. We hope that as well. Thank you. Every missing person matters, no matter their background or past, race or circumstances. It's our mission to bring these cases to light. If you have a case you think we should be looking into, submit it to newsnationnow.com missing. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Marnie Hughes. This is Missing.